0: Welcome, I'm Jim Ellermeyer, I'm a behavioral health therapist and perhaps you're not familiar with a local organization here in Pittsburgh called Doors Open Pittsburgh. Doors Open Pittsburgh offers some guided and walking tours of various sites and events and places around the city of Pittsburgh. And as a behavioral health therapist, I chose to take a walking tour of one of my favorite places on earth and that's Highland Park located in East Liberty, Pennsylvania. Now, you may think, well, what's so special about this tour? Well, as a mindfulness-based cognitive behavioral therapist, what I like to do is introduce people to the concept of paying attention on purpose and that mindfulness is not necessarily sitting on a satin pillow going mmm all day. It's about participating in your life and being present. On this tour, not only are we going to be introduced to the sights and sounds and historical data of Highland Park, What we'll also do is introduce you to various ways to participate in aspects of your life, to observe, to describe, to participate, to be able to label and describe accurately how you're thinking and feeling in order to create memories. As we go through life, we can accumulate t-shirts, we can accumulate knickknacks, but one of the most important things and the only thing we really carry is memories. So on this tour, we'll be participating in mindfulness activities, some breath activities, about being in the moment, so you can translate and incorporate the techniques that you'll learn on this mindfulness-based walking tour into every aspect of your life. For times and ticket information, please go to www.doorsopenpgh.org. Thank you. Be there or be square. Uh, Welcome back to our continuing conversation with our delightful guest, the unwilting Tatiana.
1: Moving on from something that continues to disappoint you, it's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: That's an interesting statement about one door closes, another open. And I often use this analogy on this show and in 12-step meetings. Uh, there's a Pollyannish statement out there that says God doesn't close one door without opening in another, but nobody ever shows you where that door is. Uh, but in a 12-step world, we'll say, yes, that's true. However, it can be hell in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So the idea about life is navigating the hallway and navigating the hallway through the disappointments in your life, Jess.
1: Well, for me, I, I mentioned before that, like, the door to performing kind of closed in that moment. Um Looking back, I think a better analogy would be that door was always available to me. I was just using the wrong key when I started college, and eventually I found the right one that opened that door for me, that brought that opportunity to life. Say more about that. Well, I I wanted to be a musical theater major, and I wanted to eventually go on to perform on you know, Broadway, sure. but just perform on the stage doing musicals and plays and such. And I really thought that that was going to be the only way I could perform. My family was very encouraging of me being a performer. But um, they they tried to keep me realistic. They tried to keep my expectations realistic, which sometimes was kind. Other times it kind of to put me down without being intentional. Um, the first time I told my mom that I thought I wanted to get involved in wrestling, her response was, okay, but I don't think you're athletic enough. And it stuck with me nah. for years. And so I changed my expectations to, if I do get involved with wrestling, I want to be a writer for wrestling. I want to go like write their newsletters or help with the storylines or I want to be a manager or a commentator. I took away the idea that I could ever step into the ring and perform because, well, my mom doesn't think I can do it. So I'm just going to be realistic about it. Um, So how did you... What was the
0: attraction with professional wrestling?
1: Honestly, because I, uh, I've i told a few friends this. I have this firm belief that professional wrestling and theater are twins. They are different entities, but there is so much similar about them. They're almost identical. There's So for wrestling, the things that stuck out to me were... Um, the costumes, obviously, I I love I love amazing gear. I love staring at people's gear and being like, oh, that looks so good. Um the music, uh, I go hard for a good entrance theme. And honestly, the storylines, especially the ridiculous ones when I was first starting to watch. I have always been a fan of comedy. So the ridiculous storylines kind of pulled me in and gave me something to enjoy, something to follow. And then
0: What were some of the people that you you followed who caught your attention on TV?
1: When I first started, I really enjoyed watching DX, which was funny because uh, they did not have very long to go. We were fast approaching Shawn Michaels' uh, match against The Undertaker that would retire him. Um, Edge caught my eye, the women's division caught my eye because there was so much happening and there were so many different people Um, around that time NXT started up and I found that to be just a grand old time because the original NXT was more like a competitive uh, reality show rather than what it is now its own separate wrestling show so there was a lot of challenges that were ridiculous and everybody had to really bring forth their character so all so that whole season 1 NXT cast really stuck out to me as well.
0: So if one sits on the couch and says I'd like to be a professional wrestler where does you where do you start?
1: Well, you got to find a good school. And I found a school through school. I um went to a Halloween party, I believe my sophomore. No junior year and i met these two kids kevin and ashley uh kevin was dressed as sasha banks and ashley was dressed as dean ambrose and their costumes were incredible so i went out of my way to tell them how good they looked and they thanked me and they were so excited to meet another wrestling fan and then on the shuttle home um, we all sat together and we started talking about wrestling and they casually dropped, like, hey, you know, we're actually training to become wrestlers. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I kind of forgot about it because it was almost midnight on Halloween and everybody was exhausted. But I kept in touch with them. And one day, a couple months later, they pulled me aside and they said, hey, you know, we still are training to wrestle. And you mentioned wanting to get involved. So maybe come with us next week come with us to training. We've already told our trainer about you and how, you know, you might be interested. So he's cool with you coming and watching, but you can meet everybody and sort of see what we do, see how this works. And in that moment, I just kind of went, huh, okay, why not? Why not get a little backstage peek? I don't think I can do this, but, you know, it'd be cool to see. And um, so we... All got up super early the following Sunday. We took a bus down to McKeesport, PA. And we went up this insanely steep hill that was nice and icy because it was uh, the beginning of February. And they introduced me to Quinn Magnum. And they also introduced me to uh, a couple of the people that worked fight society at the time. And everybody introduce themselves and nice to meet you. Hope you like what you see. They put me in a chair and they started having practice. And I just kind of, I sat there and I watched all of practice and I watched what they were doing. And I just, I had this thought that just kept spinning in my head. That's not what I thought it was. I think I can do that. So tell us about
0: how one trains to become a professional wrestler.
1: Well, the process is different for everyone. It all depends on who's training you. For me, um, it's it started at learning the basics, bumping, rolling, your basic moves, and then it turned into learning to put those moves together and learning the in-betweens of the moves, and then it turned into, okay, now make sequences, and then it turned into, okay, now make a match, and then it turned into, okay, now add an entrance, now add a character. And just step by step by step, adding together the little bits of every single match until eventually, okay, put a match together, do the entrance, be your character, all of it. And eventually that turned into, okay, you're going to go on a show now and you're going to do it for real.
0: What type of physical conditioning do you have to have?
1: I always suggest to everybody to take a dance class or a boxing class. Um, I took dance classes my entire life. I never really settled into it because while everybody else was trying to be competitive, I was just there for fun. <laughs> um, but uh, what I realized was there's a lot, especially in like jazz dance, there's a lot of like running around and, you know, jumping and springing and flaunt all sorts of fun stuff. So you have to, you have to have cardio for wrestling and taking a dance class really sort of builds cardio into your system. And the same thing with boxing, you have to be able to be on your feet, throwing punches without getting exhausted for however long the round is, depending on, you know, where you're working and all that. And when I took a boxing lessons, they really beat us into cardio. They, That was basically the majority of the class was cardio exercise. So I took those classes before I started training to wrestle. And when I started training to wrestle, I was the last person to lose my breath in the ring. And then I stopped taking those classes, and now I'm just like everybody else. But (laughs) when I was first starting, it was impressive. That mat looks hard. It is a little bit. It also depends on the ring. I've had some rings where it felt like you were hitting a wooden floor and other rings where it felt like you were hitting maybe like a, a extra firm bed, but every mat is different. So so tell
0: us about when a, a promoter or your trainer said, I think you're ready for your first match.
1: <laughs> I've been waiting to tell this story for everybody. Uh, so my first match, my first singles match at least I had less than 24 hours notice my, well, Quinn hit me up the night before and he said, Hey, do you have something that you can wear as wrestling gear? I know you don't have actual gear, but do you have something to wear? And I said, yeah. Why? What's up? And he said, cool. You're going to have your first match tomorrow. This is the story we want to tell. Um, make sure you have your stuff. And I just Kind of stared at my phone and my dad walked in and said, "Why do you look like you just saw a ghost?" And I just started going, oh, "I'm gonna have a match. I'm gonna have a match. Oh my God. And then he all, and then uh, the next day when I got to the show, Quinn was like, "Okay, so you have your you have your outfit? Yeah, you have your shoes? Yeah, you have kick pads? No. <laughs> do you have music? Also, no. Oh, crap! So there was definitely a. Oh, I did not prepare very well for this, did I? How did you
0: feel going into the, the ring?
1: Scared. Good. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was very scared. Um, my first match was against Charlie Cruel. Cool. Um, it was again. I, it was in that. It was very last minute, so I was in a very old, ratty leotard. I was wearing somebody else's kick pads. I had and kick pads are. Kick pads are basically um, a bit of padding that goes over your shoes and knee pads to protect your uh, your calf. Okay. Um, a lot of wrestlers that incorporate kicks will use them to protect themselves. Uh, it does. There are some wrestlers that think that it doesn't make sense if the only kicks you're throwing are with like the bottom of your foot. But ultimately, if you are a wrestler that throws kicks in your match, you're going to throw any kind of kick whenever it feels necessary during the match. So,
0: how long was the match?
1: I think it ended up being like 6 minutes long. It wasn't it wasn't a very long match. Did um, you have
0: any people come?
1: Any friends? My mom and dad came and saw the match. Wow. But uh, every, uh, my friends wanted to see it, but it was too short of notice. So they were like, sorry, we're, we're yeah. doing stuff already.
0: So tell us about sitting there and the bell rings.
1: I froze. Um, at least for that first match, I froze. The bell rang and I just went, uh-oh, I just forgot everything. <laughs> 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 but I saw Charlie's start moving and I went, oh, yeah, we're locking up. And then I was like, uh uh, so I, I was, I was terrified and I, I lost all semblance of reality and I just started following her lead, which Charlie did a really good job of realizing, oh, she just forgot everything. Okay. This is fine. This is fine. Just talked me through it. Um, yeah.
0: How'd you feel afterwards? Oh, by the way, we have to know this. Who won the match?
1: Charlie won the match. Okay. Charlie won the match, um, which was fine. But after the match was done, I was thrilled. I was like, oh, my God, I did it. I did a wrestling thing, and I did it in front of people, and I didn't die.
0: I imagine it was like getting your first tattoo. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, when do I get my next one?
1: (laughs) A little bit. A little bit, yeah.
0: So what did your mother and father have to say after the match?
1: I think my mom's immediate reaction was, Oh you lost? Oh. <laughs> they were proud of me though. Um.
0: Well, how did you feel? Did you feel jazzed? Did you feel? Yeah. Excited?
1: Oh yeah, I was I was so excited. I was so happy. I think what I was scared of the most was messing up to the point of like getting yelled at. And instead I mean, don't get me wrong, looking back at the match, especially compared to how I wrestle now, it wasn't that rate of a match and mostly on me for being a baby essentially but like as far as a first match ever it wasn't that bad it didn't go wrong a few things got missed there were some slow points but like it wasn't a bad match and nobody yelled at me everybody told me how proud of me they were the, whole, the energy in the locker room was very much, oh, she's making her debut. We're so happy. So I was just, I was so happy. I did it.
0: We'll be continuing our conversation with the delightful Jess, also known as the unwilting Tatiana, professional wrestler, on our next podcast of Fishing Without Bait. And... You're in for a real treat tonight because you have a free prescription from this show. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television. And take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free.